0: So this morning, um, I'm going to be actually in First Kings, and I titled uh, it called "Standing Firm in Christ Jesus," which is pretty much a straightforward uh, term for that message. Um, but it kind of sums up everything that's taken place here in First Kings. And it has a lot to do with faith. It has a lot to do with facing adversity. It has a lot to do with not running, not churning away when things don't go the way we would want them to go. And standing firm, standing on that solid rock that is our Christ, that is our Lord, our Messiah, our Jesus. And so, if we look in 1 Kings, and I'm going to start roughly in the middle of chapter 18. But I want to give a little background before we get really going into it. Because there's a lot that's taking place here in 1 Kings. And instead of reading it directly, I I can summarize some of this, and it'll help with the uh, Old Testament uh, confusion that we sometimes come upon when we read the Old Testament. Um, Where we are right here in Kings is the reign of Ahab. And as we know, Ahab was not a very good king of Israel. And uh, with Ahab was Jezebel. And uh, we know Jezebel as the one who was out killing all the prophets of Israel and she definitely had a bounty uh, for Elijah. She wanted him dead. And uh, because Israel was really not living according to any of God's commandments that he had given through Moses, um, and that they had just completely gone away from living for God and were living for themselves, and the, the prophets of Baal were the main religion of that time, the paganism religion, And they were all following that. God took the rain away from Israel for three years. Complete drought, no rain. Now Ahab wanted to kill Elijah because Elijah was the prophet who was instructed by God to remove the rain. But see, Ahab was in a predicament because he needed Elijah to bring back the rain. So he couldn't just straight out kill Elijah because he knew he needed him. Because he knew that the only way God was going to have the rain come back was probably through Elijah. So, by a divine encounter, by God's will and God's will alone, Elijah and Ahab meet back up again. And we see that here in 1 Kings uh, chapter 18, verse 17. <laughs> and then it happened, when Ahab saw Elijah... That Ahab said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? Now he calls Elijah a troubler. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of is funny, but at the same token, it's kind of sad. Because the whole reason why the rain was removed in the first place is because none of the people were following God. Who's the troubler? But when you're living in sin, it's very easy to point finger to others. Because you don't want to look within to see that sin. So Ahab does that. He points the finger, and he points at Elijah, and he says, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, and that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and that you have followed the Baals. Now, therefore, send and gather all of Israel to me on the Mount Carmel, the 450 prophets of Baal, and the 400 prophets of Azerah, who eat at Jezebel's table. Now, Elijah calls all of Israel, all the people of Israel. He says, gather them all. Bring them out. Get all those prophets of those pagan gods. All those prophets and prophets of Jezebel's pagan gods. Bring them all forward. I want you to gather them all around. And we know the story that they have the pagan gods do whatever they can do to... uh, um, to bring down fire and nothing happens and of course elijah prays and god brings down fire upon the calf that's full of water that's sitting in water and all the water dissolves and it's just it's a great miracle and everybody realizes that these false gods are just that false gods that they're living a life of sin that there really truly is only one god And so the people of Israel, they start to repent. And we see that in verse 39. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. And all the people of Israel then saw, their eyes were open, like we sang this morning. And they they were able to see clearly what they had been doing. And Elijah tells Ahab, he says, you know what? Go eat, go drink, and rejoice. For there's the sound of rain coming. This is in verse 41. The sound of an abundance of rain is coming. Now, this is really cool because there's not a cloud in the sky. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not a cloud. But Elijah has such a deep an intimate relationship with God. That he just knows the rain is coming. And we've all been there in our walks with Christ. Where we know Christ is about, to, Jesus is about to do something. Something about to happen. God is about to move. He might heal through a prayer. We might know a prayer has been answered well before we actually find out that prayer has been answered. And this is the intimacy that Elijah is walking with with God. It's a walk of faith. It's a walk of intimacy to hear and know things before they happen. And it takes a huge leap of faith to approach the man who wants to kill him and tell him, Go rejoice. I hear the sound of rain coming. Because when the rain comes, well, then Ahab wants to kill Elijah. But Elijah's not deterred by these facts, by these circumstances. He knows Ahab wants him dead, but he still goes to him and says, you know what? Go drink, go rejoice. The sound of rain, I hear it coming. And it's coming in abundance because the people of Israel have repented. And so with faith, he goes up to the man who wants to kill him and he tells him this. And then, I'm sorry, (laughs) before the and then, a couple points I want to make. Ahab is not in control of Elijah's life. But a lot of times as we walk in our walk with God, we sometimes let the circumstances of life control us because we get deterred, we get distracted. We see what the possibility is. Oh, two plus two is going to equal four. I don't want to go there. But God says, no, you can go there. Why? Because you're walking in me. Because you are in Christ and no man can, ha- con- can harm you. See, Elijah knows that circumstances will not cause him to change his stand in Christ, in God. Elijah stands firm in God. He knows what God wants him to do and he's going to follow through and he's going to do it. Even if God takes Elijah into the lion's den, which essentially God does if we continue on the story. He essentially does take Elijah right into the lion's den, right to Jezebel, and Jezebel wants him dead. More than Ahab does. But it doesn't matter. Because he's with God. He knows he's protected. See, we can walk with God like this too. We can hear and know God, and we can know how things are going to happen before they happen, just like Elijah did. And we do. We've all in this room experienced it at some point. We've all had something happen where we knew a prayer was answered. We knew somebody had been healed. We knew what was possibly going to happen before it really did happen. We had that that movement of the Spirit in us. Because God is alive in us. Because through the blood of Jesus Christ, we can be closer to God than even Elijah was. Now that's a statement right there. Through the blood of Christ Jesus, we can be closer to God than Elijah was. And if you study Elijah, you know he's pretty close to God. We can have a deeper and more intimate relationship. See, Elijah lived it. Jesus, of course, was the living example of it. The apostles lived it. And Paul, he put it in writing. Paul says, by worldly standards... And by his flesh, he finds no confidence. Yet, if we read in Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 through 11, Paul writes, Yet indeed, I also count all things loss for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish, That I may gain Christ. All things are counted as rubbish. Nothing in this world is more important than Christ. Not our relationships. Not our jobs. Not our finances. Not our health. Not our children. Nothing. Nothing. Is as important as our relationship with Christ Jesus. Because that's the whole point right there. Is that this life here on earth is fleeting. It's just a tiny moment in time. But in the resurrection, as we are all resurrected in Christ, we have all eternity with our Father, our Creator, our Lord, and our Savior. It's just a small tidbit of time. Yet we let these circumstances in our lives, we let these events manipulate us. Because that's what the enemy is good at. He's good at manipulating us. That's where he finds his strength. His power is in manipulation and in lies. And that's what we constantly get bombarded with. Is manipulation of events. Manipulation of circumstances. Manipulation of the truth. Manipulation of God's word. Oh, God's really not going to heal that person because, you know... You know, really, he doesn't really heal nowadays. And, oh, no, no. You didn't have enough faith. You know. God's not going to do anything for you. Sorry. Those are the lies that we constantly hear. God's not going to bless. He's not going to move. How? How do we know that? I mean, look at Joseph in jail. 13 years. Many probably said, you know what? Like, God's not going to release you. You better get used to this dungeon because it's where you're going to spend the rest of your life. But Joseph never stopped loving God. Thirteen years. That's a long time. <laughs> Especially to be in a dungeon in jail. But he never gave up. And see, if Elijah had confidence in his own flesh, and if he had confidence in his own thoughts, could he have done what he did on Mount Carmel? Could he have called the entire nation of Israel to come forward and witness what God was about to do? Could he have challenged 800 prophets of a false god? Could he have told Ahab that the rain was on the way? And could he have done what he did next? And that is he went to the top of the mountain and he prayed for rain. He prayed and he prayed and he prayed. And then he sends his servant to the top of the mountain and says, you see anything? servant says, Nope, I don't see a thing. So he goes back and he prays and he prays and he prays some more. And they repeat this seven times. Now here's the greatest part of this story. I love this. The servant goes up and he sees a cloud over the sea. And it's the size of a man's hand. Now I don't know what cloud that I've seen. In a cloudless sky. But a cloud the size of a man's hand is not much of a cloud, let alone one that would cause an abundance of rain. But again, we see Elijah knows something that human eyes, the world, can't see. Because he's in faith, he's walking truly in God, and God is walking in him through the Spirit. And Elijah goes to Ahab and he says, you know what? You better prepare your chariot and get off this mountain because the rain's coming. You're going to get stuck in the rain. A cloud, the size of a hand. And he says, the rain's coming. And what happens? A storm, clouds just appear out of this one little teeny cloud just engulf the whole area. And an abundance of rain does come. It does come. It's an amazing walk of faith. It's an amazing walk in Christ. And we have that. We have that walk. Because God is alive in us. We, it's, you know, Jesus said, he goes, you've, you've seen all these things. You've done things. You've casted out demons in my name. You've gone out two by two and you've healed. But greater things you're going to do when I leave you. Greater things than what we read in the gospels are going to take place because Christ will be in every single one of us. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And we need to walk in that faith. We need to walk in that trust. We need to walk in Christ and say, you know what? I don't care what my circumstances look like right now, I'm saved. I got Christ alive in me and if I'm following God's will what do I care what any of my circumstances look like why should I care because I am in Christ Jesus he is alive and in me and I have his word God cannot lie that greater things will happen greater things are going to happen And so I stand on that solid rock. I stand on that cornerstone of my faith that I know Jesus is with me and as long as I keep abiding in him, great things are going to happen, amazing things are going to happen. No matter what any of my circumstances tell me. No matter what they say. And that is standing firm in Christ our Lord. Amen.